0: Today, we're talking about Spider-Man, but not the comic
1: books. And not the Tobey Maguire movies, either.
0: And not the Andrew Garfield movies.
1: And no, no, not the Tom Holland ones.
0: And, of course, not the PlayStation or PS4 or soon-to-come PS5 games.
1: No, 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 and not the many different animated series, either.
0: But somehow, we kind of actually are sort of talking about all of those things.
1: Because today we're going Spider Man into the Spider Verse.
0: Well, hey there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. Welcome to the show. This is How Star Wars Is It. It's a podcast where we rate and review things.
1: <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, but not of how good they are, but of how Star Wars they are. And we are
0: doing this quickly because we want to get the top of the show stuff done so we can talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: talking about Spider-Man Into the... St- Verse.
0: And how Star Wars is that? If yeah. you're just tuning in for the first time, which I suppose is possible, that's what we're doing here. We're not talking about how good it is because the podcast would be over by now. It's a fucking 12 out of 10.
1: Yeah. But it's, uh, it's we're talking about how
0: Star Wars it might be. What right. pieces of this movie are closely related
1: or comparative to Star Wars? And
0: what pieces of it contrast?
1: It's true, Uh, and don't get me started on comparing and contrasting again. (laughs) Because it should just be called comparing. (laughs) Because it could just be called comparing. Uh, But yeah, and no, you. you All those
0: things the same, but but. But, How also are they different?
1: <laughs> and one of those is contained within the, the other one. So, and listeners know, you are not confused. It, we did not time travel back to 2018 when this movie just came out. But we've talked about doing this movie before, I think a while ago. Yeah. And then uh, came up again recently because we were just kind of like, what's a fun, just like not related to any theme, just a movie that we can just do.
0: Right. And that I had watched one of those different like YouTube video essay type things that are all over the place on youtube and it was about into the spider-verse and i was like oh fuck i would watch that movie tonight (laughs) and then so we were like let's do that one
1: and uh gosh gosh i remember when i saw this movie because i was pumped for it okay first off first thing i want to talk about the number one (laughs) the world that we live in right for media and movies and television is crazy because Mm -hmm. we can have a movie an animated movie to be fair i guess but that, that was still huge and did incredibly well. Where the main concept of the movie is that there's multiple parallel dimension versions of the same character <laughs> yeah. fighting in a team. And it was like a blockbuster success.
0: Well, was it though? I I think it probably did the worst of all the Spider-Man movies, money wise.
1: It depends on how you look at it, right? Because ah. it was animated, so it didn't cost as much.
0: Oh well, sure. It
1: is not as uh, high up, uh, blockbuster or like uh, earnings wise, but it didn't cost as much either because it was it was animated. Um, but but also like the way our TV works right like all we have all these like high fantasy high science fiction like hard science fiction shows that require so much just like cultural background of being okay with stuff like that Mm -hmm. whereas like Mm -hmm. in the 90s if Into the Spider-Verse came out I feel like people would be like what the hell Mm -hmm. is this totally yeah we needed
0: there to be our our intro was kind of just like a funny poke at how many times Spider-Man has been done but like we couldn't have had this movie without all of those other things like pervading the culture. You know, like the fact that they're still telling Batman stories where you find out that like his parents got shot in an alley is like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
1: We We know. (laughs) Well, and and that's like, and that's why some of the more recent like Spider-Man movies have been some of the the benefits of those movies is because they do not come with the baggage. They assume, you know, who Spider-Man is, which is something that DC has tried to learn and has occasionally not learned. Is that like for these big characters, we don't need to know. We've seen Batman's parents die in an alley so many times right we don't need to see it again but the just cultural awareness of like the avengers and like superheroes in general and the idea of like alternate and just i guess just the sort of like uh, awareness of quantum like physics and the <laughs> yeah, like possibilities what multiple, like
0: universes kind of even means yeah
1: and like there's going to be a dune movie coming out there's going to be a Foundation, uh, Isaac Asimov's Foundation Mm -hmm. series coming out in Apple Plus, which they're both really heady, crazy science fiction books that have no business being on television or on a movie, but like right. our culture has progressed to a point where we can go watch stuff like that and we have the background and ability to be able to understand it as opposed to 10, maybe even 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Where I, we, that were, we were
0: just talking about that this weekend, in fact. I We started watching Watchmen, the the new, yeah. new-ish HBO series and yeah. uh, I was like, Wow, like after one episode I was like, I'm completely in But I do not really know what's going on And I, my comparison I had Was to Lost Because Damon Lindelof Was one yeah. of the showrunners on Lost And he's one of the showrunners on uh, on Watchmen And I was like Lost, like jumped around, you know, with flashbacks and stuff. But, like, any one episode other than the sort of mystery boxy JJ Abramsy shit, you could pretty much follow straight through and be like, Got it. I understood everything that happened in that episode. And in Watchmen, like, it takes you for a ride. And yeah. a- other shit, like, uh, Legion did that too. Mm-hmm. And I only watched a little bit of that before I kind of just forgot or lost momentum or whatever. But I remember being like, Holy shit! You couldn't do this show no. like five years ago, or hell, let alone like ten years ago. <laughs> we we
1: have been like as an audience, as people, as an audience, we have been trained and are now able to be okay with not knowing what's happening, right, uh, and being okay with it. Whereas, like, yeah, a decade ago, twenty years ago, even yeah, like five years ago, sometimes that would right. not have that would not have flown. And like, Avengers, like a magic trick yes we're okay with it now <laughs> yeah and like even like avengers like the biggest fucking franchise of all time probably and like with infinity war and uh Endgame, the 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 thing that ended up being the main part was like time travel and the idea of like a <laughs> microverse that you could go into right. and it's like this weird heady very comic booky shit right that we as an audience everyone's just
0: okay with we've it. been trained to accept yeah like even even if you look at um spider-man and was it what was it 2001 that the toby Maguire spider-man came out like i
1: think around then yeah
0: really hold your hand that whole movie to be like okay here's it's, how the yeah. power works yes don't worry it is still based in science or like you know the original x-men movies like they they yes. they bend over backwards to be like, here's the science, or like they were grounded the first Iron Man even. Like yeah. he made a suit out of technology.
1: <laughs> yes. They were grounded in realism to an extent. And then right. like something happened, and I, I think it was like along the way during the Avengers movies of like the yeah, Marvel they made Cinematic Doctor Universe Strange
0: as like a dipping their toe in the yes. water of like are
1: people well, gonna completely even, reject this <laughs> even with like Thor right like yeah. for Thor they were like this guy's just part of a magical like sort right. of their gods
0: he's from another planet so okay yeah. their society they their kind of tried to sh- yeah.
1: <laughs> they kind of tried to shoehorn in the idea that like well science can be magic and then like Thor yeah. Ragnarok comes along and they're like fuck it who cares yeah. it's like, a comic it, book it, but it's a movie <laughs> yeah it's just like it's just comic books who gives a shit yeah. which is great because it's more fun that way and i think that's what spider-verse does so well is it like it couldn't have happened without this perfect culmination of like first off without the perfect perfect culmination of sony being like we want to make our own spider-man movies because we we still have our own thing but then not being able to do it (laughs) yeah but then not being really able to do a very good live-action spider-man on their own right and then to turn out this like animated Uh masterpiece of a movie that when i saw it in theaters i was like this is the best spider-man
0: movie i I was gonna say that at the top of the show like not that it's necessarily a hot take but like tell me a better spider-man movie (laughs) and the
1: only the only spider-man movie i would put up against this would maybe be like toby Maguire's spider-man 2 because Mm -hmm. i think that is still one of the best like superhero movies ever made right but like just as far as like style and tone and like theme and like also just like as for being like groundbreaking and yeah. groundbreaking in the <laughs> style of animation uh-huh. this movie is probably the best spider-man movie ever made and i would argue maybe one of the best like superhero movies ever made and when i was watching it today i was like fuck this might just be one of the best movies yeah, like i was like this is a so fucking good. good movie so
0: so it does do that thing that's like it's just hyper comic booky to an 11 but it also is maybe the most like Character groundedness that we've seen in a Spider-Man movie, if not in absolutely a, superma- a superhero movie, like it. Uh, it you like you like are that kid. You are yes. Miles, and you're out. Uh, you're, you're you don't fit in anywhere you go. Yep. like Everyone else, who like, so like finally you realize you do have like a place you might fit in, but everyone else is already better at it than you are.
1: <laughs> they go out of their way in the beginning of the movie to show you that he's just a normal kid. Like he's gifted, he's smart, but he wants to be normal. He wants to like fit in. And they go out of their way to show you like this kid's clumsy. He's not really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he tries to be. Be cool he it tries is... to
0: like sing along to the song he's listening to but he like kind yeah. of mumbles something. he doesn't know the words like we all do <laughs>
1: yes the, the 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 theme of like anyone can wear the mask is present throughout the entire movie because yeah you are put into miles's shoes now the thing is because this movie is definitely a hero's journey right like it absolutely yeah. is a hero's journey of miles but he is so much more interesting than your generic Luke Skywalker, than your generic, like, n- right. your normal audience surrogate of, like, this, is, they don't have any idea what's going on. And I think part of that is just because Miles Morales is an interesting character, and he has been since he was created. I, this is, like, a, Mike, it's not great that you wanted to do this episode because I can talk about Spider-Man for literally forever because he's my <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Uh-huh. And I read Spider-Man comics for, like, I... One of the first memories I had, or one of the biggest memories I have of elementary school, is my grandma taking me out for my birthday one time. We we ate dinner at Golden Corral, then we went (laughs) to Barnes and Noble afterwards. She told me I could buy any book, and I bought this huge thing. It was called the Ultimate Spider-Man Encyclopedia, and this was before there was the Ultimate Universe, so it was just the Ultimate Spider-Man Encyclopedia, just
0: meaning like large.
1: (laughs) Yes, and so it was huge, and it had. It had everything Spider Man related. It went through his entire history. It had like pretty much every character that was uh, showed up and had like you know important stuff going on. And I read that thing cover to cover, and the cover fell off, and it's duct taped together somewhere Mm -hmm. in my parents' house, probably. But so like Spider Man's my favorite.
0: phonetics journal. It might be.
1: (laughs) But so and then like when I was old enough, when I was in college, when I started having disposable income, I started buying comics, and I was collecting comic uh, Spider Man comic books for about almost 10 years and uh i have so many spider-man comics i was there uh i was there i i Mm -hmm. I bought the issues when spider-verse was a thing that happened in the comic books i was uh i i bought all of it so like when spider-verse came out i was fucking ready when the movie came out i was ready and so like miles morales is a super interesting character in the first place and he has been always in the comics when he was uh created like four years ago or five years ago
0: oh i thought it was much longer than that
1: no he's relatively new uh, oh, wow. uh probably longer ago than four or five years ago because i always forget it's 2020 yeah right.
0: but uh,
1: uh miles morales's first appearance was after similarly uh um similar to the movie the spider-man he was from the ultimate dim- uh <laughs> dimension right. and everyone i'm so sorry that you're gonna have to listen to me talk about this this entire time okay it was 2011 sorry much longer ago than i thought but still it's, he's new he's a newer character Um, And so the spider Peter Parker in that dimension that reality died and so Miles Morales became the new Spider-Man because he also got bit by a spider. Mm -hmm. He was a Spider-Man for the new generation right because the there have been many different heroes that have come along to sort of take up the uh, mantle of teen hero like that Peter Parker was the first one of in comic books. He wasn't a sidekick he was his own thing. And Miles Morales was the one for like the new generation for like millennials and like now Gen Zers and everything. Right. Right. All that to say he's way more interesting than our typical, uh, uh, sort of, uh, hero's journey, like protagonist. That was, I talked way too much just now, Mike, you have to say something. No,
0: yeah, no, you're, (laughs) you're right. I also, I just pulled up the, the, um, the Wikipedia and I, I noticed the name because I know it from other comics and stuff. But, um, when he's, when he's scrolling through his phone at one point, Brian right Michael above Bendis. Dad is B Bendis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Brian Michael Bendis created the character in The Ultimate Spider-Man comics. I I I knew he was a comic book writer. I didn't realize he was the the guy.
1: So Brian Michael Bendis is kind of the architect of almost everything new and loved and hated in Marvel <laughs> comics. He recently I say new, like 10 years old at this point. But uh, one of the cool things, right, and, like, we're talking about representation, we're talking about anyone can wear the mask, is there was, like, a Twitter campaign for a while that was, like, about Donald Glover playing Spider-Man because there was an episode of Community where he was wearing Spider-Man pajamas. And so Brian Michael Bendis saw how he looked in those and then, like, saw that Twitter campaign. And when he was creating this new Spider-Man, was like, yeah, Spider-Man should be black. Like, that would be really, really good and really cool because that would be uh something new and different and would automatically give this character a new viewpoint right and so i is that i think that's part of the reason why miles is more interesting in the first place is because mm. it's a different narrative uh and you know it's funny i watched this on netflix and it was like part of our representation matters like <laughs> series yeah because of course they're having that right now with with black lives matter and everything and i think like you know, I as two white guys on the internet, it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff with right. any degree of like you know uh, expertise. <laughs> but the idea that anyone can wear the mask is is a big theme in this. And part of the reason why Spider Man was so popular is because he wore a mask. When you were when when kids were playing as Spider Man, you could be Spider Man if you were black. It was fine,
0: right? Of course. If you weren't,
1: like, because if you're playing superheroes and you want to be superman right like superman's obviously white; you can see his fucking face right so like uh the uh, representation which also to say
0: just just to say uh he has always portrayed that way but superman is a fictional character
1: (laughs) that's true and also superman is an alien who's not from earth so he can be anything (laughs) Anyway, I, I am way in the weeds right now talking yeah, about no, Spider-Man. Okay, so I
0: want to I want to key in on something that you said, and it's it's definitely something that comes up a lot in this movie. We we could go on and on on this movie for probably longer than the movie itself lasts. Because it's I so... do I do want to talk about its animation style at some point. But um, one of the things that comes up all the time is you know anyone can wear the mask, and I this was the only note I wrote down. It was after watching it, but I was I was texting it to Josiah a week or two ago. Anyone can wear the mask. That's pretty Star Wars. You know, anyone can be a Jedi. But actually, you do still have to get bitten by a radioactive spider. So, but that's also kind of Star Wars because actually, not just anyone can be a Jedi, there's like Midi Chlorians or yep. family bloodlines. So, wait a second. Is this really Star Wars? Because they're saying it can be anyone except not really, but also, yeah, really it's like contradicting itself and it's in its central theme
1: <laughs> well and so i think like yes so so to talk about theme of star wars and and spider verse right like the original idea of star wars you know the, the idea that anybody could be a jedi and the idea that anybody could be Spider-Man. I think it's less the idea that anybody can do it. It's more the idea that it could have been anybody, right? Yes, yes. Anybody could have been bit by that spider. Anybody could be born with enough medichlorians. Yeah. You know, whatever. And if you are, then... Hope- you
0: choose to do do something about
1: it. <laughs> right, with your great power, great responsibility. Well, like-
0: then, then my other note under that, this is unrelated, we'll get back to this, but my other note was... Um, Wait, no, it's very good. The entire movie is very good. So maybe it's not very Star Wars.
1: <laughs> yeah. So 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 to to talk about we've talked about theme and I was getting way in the weeds, but also characters, right? Like you have your audience to like, get like protagonists' miles. Peter B. Parker, the Jake Johnson voiced one, is sort of like an Obi-Wan, right? Like you've got this, yeah, you've like got this mentor. <laughs> he's a shitty Obi-Wan. He's kind of, you kind of get some Han Solo vibes. Cause Which he's like, I
0: would love a like shitty Obi-Wan style oh, character, like a Peter B Parker type character in star Wars. I think that would be yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> like, like a, yeah. A, a, a Jedi master who is just not like a stoner, <laughs> just not having it. Yeah. And I, I think beyond those though, your, your different characters in this movie sort of don't fall into as Neat little clumps of our star wars like character archetypes mostly because they're like the the main spider crew with gwen penny parker like uh peter porker spider ham Mm -hmm. and spider-man noir are much more just like very fun they're kind of broad you don't get super in depth into really any of them but you don't really need to. You get No, most, right. You get, you get their mo- shtick. <laughs> yeah, and that's what they're there for is because they all have Anime very... Animated girl,
0: animated uh, pig, like Tiny Toons, Looney
1: Tunes. tunes and, and black and white, like old school noir style guy. But yeah, so you've got these characters that are in general uh, uh, very fun, but aside from like Miles and Peter B. Parker and then Gwen to an extent, you don't get super in depth for the other ones right but they are all there which to, t- to talk about animation style right like each of them has their own oh distinct God, look
0: like animation style could be the rest of this episode
1: <laughs> so i remember when this movie came out reading so much about all yeah, the this, right. this stuff they did
0: they had to like break how cg rendering worked so that they could make it look like this like yes CG rendering g- tries to, you know, bounce rays of light and make things look as photorealistic as possible and they were like, "No, no, 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 we want it to look like comics. We want it to yes. have like halftone dots and we want there to be like like glitchiness and like um like registration marks being off like a screen printing process where like the cyan and the magenta weren't quite lined up." <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, they essentially like worked they they took like yeah they took the very polished and precise uh, uh, practice of CGI and like broke it until it was the thing they want you
0: have learned
1: (laughs) exactly and then and then it was something really distinct and honestly, way more visually effective than like any movie that's come, like any yeah. animated movie that's come out in forever. Dude, the f- animation in this
0: movie is so fucking cool. Well, and,
1: and and like you know, each of those characters is animated in in a different way. Yeah,
0: like, like in in the scene. In the forest, when they're whipping themselves away, Miles is animated, quote-unquote, on the twos, to use an animation term, which means every other frame is the same image, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. which is something they would do in animation long ago. You know, like at a 24 frames a second, Piece of film, you would only have 12 animated frames in a second. So it has a little bit of a jitter to it. Sure. And, but Peter B. Parker, because he's from a different universe and because he's smoother and can like do the Spider Man thing better, he was animated at the full 24 frames a second. And they're animated against one another in the same scene. One's jittery and one's not. And like they serve like thematic purposes it's so cool
1: and then once you get the rest of the crew in there with like gwen right. and uh like gwen's got this sort of like and, and and like gwen was introduced in the comics uh in a very uh, the spider gwen is what is sort, she was uh-huh. sort of like uh lovingly referred to she was spider woman in, in the comics as well like in this movie but the comic book itself was called spider gwen because right. it was like yeah gwen stacy's a spider person right um but like yeah her whole universe is sort of like neon and like yeah, it's acid like it's yeah. like pink and green and like graffiti and it's, yeah. it's like really sort of like seedy and and her style of fighting and swinging is so different and then you get penny and and spider ham and uh, uh spider-man War and all of those are like yeah anime Looney yeah. tunes like, and when then they're la, like, all,
0: When they're all at May's house and Penny is like yes. doing just sort of like casual anime poses like between yeah. <laughs> speaking dialogue, and the entire time uh there is wind
1: blowing the Spider-Man yes. Noir's like trench
0: coat. <laughs> like it's just it's so great.
1: Yeah, it, it's 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 truly, truly amazing how each of their animation like speaks to the theme of the movie itself. Yeah. It also is like it, like it reinforces Everything that's happening, all that to say, the gra- the brown <laughs> animation, mm-hmm. the the desire to create a, a, a distinct visual style uh, by sort of sort of inventing something new is mm-hmm. very Star Wars. That's that, true. Like especially with your original trilogy and with the way that George Lucas was like CGI is going to be the thing for the prequels. Right. Like having a distinct visual style and literally creating technology in order to yeah, do that yeah. visual style is like sort of something that Star Wars pioneered in the first place. They
0: even had to like reconfigure existing technology, which yeah. is like kind of the uh, almost like the opposite of creating new technology. They had to like break what they had. <laughs> it's so cool. In fact, another technological how Star Wars is a thing, they also after they after they rendered the whole thing, they then just for an additional little hand-drawn comic book look they went through and in specific spots, they like hand drew additional details. Yeah. it Like that's, that is next level. And it is also very Star Wars because the early movies, you like, you know, a lot of the special effects would have had to have been hand painted frame by frame, like rotoscoped.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. This whole, the whole process for this movie is so just like, Sort of just like fuck the man, we're gonna do yeah. our own thing, right? Yeah, it
0: absolutely, like shouldn't have worked in terms of like the general dumb public.
1: Well, and, and, and it was and, just so and to, brown breaking yeah, an- <laughs> brown. The animation itself shouldn't have worked. the The idea of the movie itself, like alternate dimension versions of Spider-Man. like right. the whole thing is absolutely goes with the idea of a big. Uh, uh, a new kind of a success, successful, unexpectedly successful thing like Star Wars was in the first place. Right. So, like, if we're talking about how Star Wars is, it might be more of your original trilogy and maybe a little bit of like the prequels, mm-hmm. but it is also just like fuck. This movie's flawless, man. Yeah,
0: they they didn't miss a thing. Like the details in the backgrounds of of scenes where, like, in Miles's universe, which of course is a different universe than the one that you and I literally right now are living in because chance the rapper's hat has a number has a four on on it. And the, the John Mulaney, Nick Kroll show on Broadway was called hi. Hello. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And FedEx is red X.
0: Yeah. Like, and, and the police department is PDNY as opposed to NYPD.
1: (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's so many little touches and like the, the stuff, especially with like how miles, starts you you start seeing his reality more comic booky once he gets bit by a spider right like he's like my thoughts are so loud yeah and so you start seeing those thoughts and there's you start and you see the sound effects that move with things Uh and the little like right one of my favorite bits that i didn't see the first time the only reason i saw it was because of tumblr Uh it was like someone gifted but when they are in, when they're breaking into, uh, oh, like, I
0: know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah,
1: when, when they're running from from Doc Ock, when they're running from Live, uh-huh. uh, and they've got the the computer, and they pick up a bagel, and then like Peter uh, throws Miles the bagel and takes the computer, and they're running, and he's like switch, and then Miles turns around throws a bagel at one of the people like chasing them it hits that person in the head and right as it hits him in the head <laughs> it's just like it says bagel like, <laughs> like right like it's just <laughs> a, yeah, a text sound effect that just so says funny. bagel but it's like so teeny in the background bagel and i'm like yeah. that's so charming and like we didn't need to we, have like, that have to be looking for it <laughs> yeah it's not necessary but like it works so well
0: speaking of just animation like technique stuff again every uh, there's no motion blur in this movie yeah so like when you know like in if you're filming on on film or video uh and and you move the camera at fast enough of a rate the 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 subjects you're filming would be blurry um and they did not do that. You can pause this movie at any moment and nothing will be blurred. In fact, to some points stuff is faked to look like a blur, like what you would do with like the Looney Tunes. If you know, Daffy Duck shakes his head really fast, you would animate each frame still as like a hand drawn piece of art, but you would animate it kind of like warped and squishy looking to show that it's moving. And they did that even like, yeah, the The Bagel sound effect and things like that that are just like one or two frame like Easter eggs are just like a complete joy. And there's probably five thousand of those,
1: oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's truly one of those movies that's that you can tell so much time and effort and like painstaking love was put into right. And, and, and in like
0: which I think might be a bigger it's almost a con kind of against Star Wars because Star Wars you can see a lot of the seams yeah like you it's can true. see that stormtrooper hit his head on that door it's true <laughs> and you can and like, like tell that
1: some things are props from something else like a yeah, a, a, right. a werewolf
0: <laughs> right or like a, a stand mixer that's now the head of a droid
1: but um yeah like the the amount uh, in a, in a in a time when a lot of movies feel like a studio requirement spider-verse was like <laughs> such a breath of fresh air totally um and you know it's it is hard because a lot of the things that are so good about this movie are things that were also done very well by star wars but yeah the fact that it is so good and does such a good job (laughs) does sort of take some points away and detract it because i don't know if any like there i feel like there's very few times that star wars has succeeded so well
0: perfect game
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) like just from from start to finish not fucking missing a beat right uh is something that is just not many movies can do and I think it's something that this movie does super, super well. Like, Yeah,
0: it's it, like, in fact, though, though, on the same turn of that coin, when George Lucas made Star Wars and he was trying to get it made and trying to pitch it places to get money and everything, his pitch of, you know, like, it's a sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi fantasy movie. People were like, oh, well, I've seen a thousand sci-fi movies at this point. Like, what could it possibly be that's different from, you know, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman or whatever? And this kind of has that, too. Like, okay, we're going to make a Spider-Man movie. I'm sure everybody that day at the, like, corporate management meeting at Sony was like,
1: Yeah, it was like, great.
0: (laughs) And they're like, wait, no. We're going to make, like, the most unique movie that anyone's ever seen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it does. They they broke the mold of, of superhero movies even just by being, like, Oh, you uh, you know origin stories? We're, we're gonna we're gonna give you like seven origin stories in here, but we're gonna make them like one minute long, like yeah, montages, right.
0: and it'll become like a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that we don't have to beat you over the head, and it will also become a joke that will then uh uh be like. A, a sort of convention that we use that once the main character like really becomes his own.
0: Yeah, you'll get like shivers when you hear yeah. him do yeah, it's 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 kind of like what like, you know, truth and comedy posed as being yes. like a perfect improv scene
1: <laughs> dude yeah yeah into the spider-verse like, is set a perfect up all herald bricks
0: and like <laughs> they're like cute little bits here and there but then when you like call them back at just the right time it's like uh like a wholly new piece of art Well, and that's
1: i think another thing about this like th- this movie is just so airtight in a bunch of different ways and like part of that is the script is great the voice performances are great we haven't even fucking talked about the voice performances no right. but like the 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 uh, you know uh fucking john mulaney is hilarious as, as Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. Fucking Nicholas Cage is Spider-Man Noir, yeah. which is just so such perfect and weird out there casting that I'm obsessed with. Uh uh, and and yeah, part of the big reason why Miles is so good is Shamik Moore is like so so fucking charismatic. Yeah, totally it, it works so well. And and him him playing against Jake Johnson, who's like the you know, the old tired Spider-Man, it also works just so well yeah. and the but yeah the, the, the script is airtight the jokes are good and yeah the callbacks are great yeah. and the callbacks are good where they make you they give you that little feeling of like oh they did the leap of he said the leap of faith thing Ooh. Right. where whereas and i think i don't know I'm like i don't know i can't i'm trying to think of star wars stuff that does that where you are like that didn't feel pandery, okay. you yeah, know. Like right. in the new trilogy, there were some things that felt pandery, where you're like, right. "Okay, sure, I get it," but I don't know. Like, I'm having a hard time trying to find a, an like a, an a analogous right. No, yeah, yeah thing that, from Star Wars. I
0: think that's true. I think this thing sets up like. 100 bowling pins and then all at one moment it rolls a perfect 100 strike
1: <laughs> yeah it's like it's set. yes yes it's it's like we bowling where you have the 100 bowling pins <laughs> one and you get the perfect curve on your 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 ball and you get them yeah. all down
0: yeah yeah
1: um should we go to the break real quick though and yeah let's do that because i've got a game i'm really excited about i'm excited too all right let's jump on the pit goodbye Whee! And we're back. Whip, whip, Thwip, thwip. Okay, so.
0: With this ring, Ivy. Ivy web. web. <laughs> uh,
1: so, I have the game this week, and it is another rendition of what I am deciding to do. To dub real or fake <laughs> okay. which is sort of a genre of game that we have a lot of Oftentimes where one of us or a guest will, will uh, 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 present multiple versions of uh, a thing yes. <laughs> and the people playing have to decide what is real and what is made up.
0: As a uh, young teen in my sort of mad magazine years I had a one of those desktop page a day calendars from the company called Fact or Crap
1: <laughs> and it would
0: pose like a little trivia thing and you had to guess if it was fact or if it was crap
1: that's amazing well so before today before i made this game i texted mike to see if he had how much knowledge he had of like semi-recent spider-man comics <laughs> right. and he said not a lot so yeah, zilcho <laughs> what i decided to do was i read the original spider-verse event that happened ah. in which uh the uh uh there were in the some people dubbed, who were termed the i think the inheritors who were tracking down uh, spider-man and people from all the dimensions to kill them and suck up their energy to do something i don't remember why they were doing it
0: this will be great because in fact to, to go back to what you talked about earlier about collecting spider-man comics i was always aware of spider-man through like the movies and stuff but the extent of my spider-man comic knowledge is through other marvel things i always like when spider-man shows up and stuff but like the Spider-Man comic stuff that I know is all from, like, uh, that book Marvels and, like, any, like, Axis and any yeah. other, like, event. Because sure. I was reading an X-Men comic at the time.
1: <laughs> sure. So in this game, I'm going to present... These are all uh, uh, characters that are different spider people from the multiverse of spider people. Got
0: it. Okay. Most
1: of which of these showed up during the various spider verse comics. Yes. So you're, you're. I originally was going to just do a bunch of them and then I decided that it was too hard to come up with a bunch of fake ones. And <laughs> cause there's so many uh-huh. that it was hard to come up with like enough fake ones. So I'm going to give you three different spider people with uh-huh. a short description. You have to tell me which one I made up. Okay. Okay.
0: Got it. So, so one out of every,
1: yeah, two truths and a lie.
0: But not a lion.
1: Yeah, not a lion. That would have been a better name for this game. Two truths, two truths and a fake Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man. So, first off, first group of three, we've got the superior Spider Man, who is actually Dr. Octopus's brain inside of Spider Man's body. Okay. And he vows to be a better Spider Man than Peter could ever be. Uh, or Spider Hulk. A spider that was caught in the gamma ray blast that Bruce Banner set off, which caused it to grow giant and gain sentience. Or Spider Punk, also known as real name Hobie Brown, who is the Prowler in the main universe. Mm. And he leads a punk rock inspired rebellion against Norman Osborn.
0: Oh man, you did a really good job with whichever one of those is a lie because... After you read the first one, I was like, okay, that's feasible. And then after you read the second one, I was like, okay, that's probably right. But then when you read the third one, I, I'm fairly sure there is a punk Spider-Man because of my uh, subscription, my, my following of the action figure subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a mohawk and a guitar. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so it was Hulk and it was Doc Ock's brain. Boy, it sounds so comic booky, like Onslaught and all those other like it's someone else's brain inside of a so like that one felt real to me so maybe it's that it's the hulk one is fake you are correct yay The Hulk one was, like, too... Like, it ought to be real. Yeah, it could be. But it was, it like, two, two different mainstream properties crossing together almost seems, like, too obvious for a comic book to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, Superior Spider-Man was a truly wild time in Spider-Man comic books that I read all of, and I actually thought it was really good. Spider-Punk is really fun, because it's, it's Hobie Brown, who, who, in the main universe, Hobie Brown is Prowler, mm. who is who Uncle Aaron is in right. Spider-Verse.
0: Which, actually, that was another pro that I thought... Of over the break. He has a real like Luke I am your father moment yeah. where he realizes that it's his own uncle who's the bad guy. Continue.
1: <laughs> in, in the original universe, like uh Prowler is sort of a good guy ally of Spider-Man who the who he originally thought was bad. Okay. Now the, from here on out they're kind of themed, all right? So here is the animal themed chunk, all right? We got okay. Spider Monkey, a monkey okay. who has powers from a dimension where everyone is animals. Got it. Like you have the Animal Avengers, right? Spider Wolf a Spider-Man from a werewolf dimension who became a werewolf or Wolf spider, a werewolf from a normal dimension who got spider powers.
0: Hmm. (laughs) So I like spider monkey. I'm going to say that's real. Cause I am like ever so slightly aware of animal Avengers. Sure. And of course there's spider ham and he's an animal. Okay, so there's Wolf Spider, which was the third one you said. Uh huh. And that's a werewolf.
1: That's a werewolf that that got spider powers. And Spider Wolf is a Spider Man who became a werewolf.
0: Oh, I see. So it's an order of operations thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um,. So my gut is telling me that regardless of if it was a werewolf first and then he became a Spider-Man or a Spider-Man first, who then became a werewolf, the nomenclature would still be Spider-X. So Spider-Wolf feels like it's the right name regardless of the order of operations. (laughs) So I'm going to say whichever one is Spider-Wolf is also real and the other one is not.
1: (laughs) Okay, you are once again correct so that one that one i actually originally when i was i was just gonna do names originally but i realized that wasn't enough and so i was just gonna give you wolf spider and if you said it i was gonna be like no that's just a regular kind of spider a wolf spider is just a spider
0: <laughs> oh it is actually it is just a, an actual kind of spider.
1: spider um okay so like now this one is are spider yes now this one is historic spider people <laughs> so you've got uh spider-man that's the name but in Victorian England in the early 1600s uh, uh-huh. who is a spy for Nick Fury and has a neck ruffle as a part of his costume. Uh-huh. Then we have Cave Spider who is a caveman who rides around on a giant prehistoric spider beast that gave him his powers. Okay. Or three Lady Spider, a steampunk hero who has no powers but uses gadgets including Doc Ock style mechanical legs.
0: Boy, I I have like an immediate gut on this one and it's that uh the cave spider one is the fake one
1: you are correct yes. <laughs> I,
0: I i have like a vague memory of having seen a spider-man with like a shakespeare ruffly thing but that that steampunk one also sounded like too good to not be true mm-hmm. <laughs> because like people are so horny for steampunk they
1: love it yeah uh, uh that that uh victorian spider-man is from marvel 1602 which was written by neil guyman oh, uh, cool. <laughs> yeah and it's just like what if marvel was in the 1600s and it's uh-huh. crazy
0: i love the idea of those and i've never read any of them but i know they did that with batman too like batman yeah. gas lamp or something like that yeah that one's
1: sort of a steampunky one yeah. okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get you on one of these i swear to god all right here we go this this next theme is spider girl so we've got spider girl an alternate in an, from an alternate universe where Peter Parker is Penelope Parker, but literally everything else is pretty much the same Okay. <laughs> or spider girl MJ's and a retired one-legged Peter Parker's daughter who finds out she has powers when she plays high school basketball or spider girl, a young Latina woman who takes up the mantle after she loses her powers that were granted to her by an ancient society. So which spider girl is, fa- is fake?
0: This one will require some luck because I think these are all equally, like, what? <laughs> 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 um, something tells me that it's the first one because if they have the chance to, like, completely do a new version, why would they just, like, do the same thing? Although, although, they've made fucking... 9 Spider-Man movies. <laughs> and they've made 11 Batman movies where you see that his mom was wearing pearls.
1: <laughs> to give you context too, in Spider-Verse a lot of these characters literally might have been from like 2 seconds of a previous comic book or could uh-huh. have been created specifically for Spider-Verse. So Oh, I see. They might not all have like super fleshed out backstories.
0: Yeah. No, I I think it's that it's Penelope Parker. That seems too easy.
1: You got it, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So the other I two Spider I'm Girls.
0: Truly, like shocked. I, I I'm like, <laughs> if if this were this, I I'm getting through this in the way that I get through SAT portions of like <laughs> things that I just don't understand. <laughs> like, okay, well, well, it's not.
1: <laughs> the other two Spider Girls. So like the uh, Spider Girl was was a really popular alternate universe uh, one where MJ and Peter got married, and then Peter retired after losing a leg. And so then she becomes Spider Girl because her her uncle uh, Ben Riley, who is Peter Parker's clone, trains her to be Spider Man. Um, And it was super popular, ran for forever, and then it just like
0: she also has an Uncle Ben. Yeah, she
1: does. (laughs) And then the other one was originally her name was Aranya because she was she got like her powers from this like I think like Central America based ancient society, and she had like a carapace, and she was really cool. Anyway, Uh all right, this one is going to be juvenile Spider People. All right. We've got manga Spider-Man, a young hero who is the last member of the Spider Clan, and it's in manga style. Uh-huh. Or Spider Kid, a preteen hero from a less violent universe who gets into hijinks a la the archie universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> or Baby Spider-Man from a cute universe where all the heroes and villains are adorable toddlers with big heads.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> That's adorable. Um what remind me of the first one?
1: Uh, Manga Spider-Man
0: Oh yes right So something tells me that that exists Okay Uh, And the baby one Is like so funny And like something Something tells me that there was some like uh, Filler Spider-Verse style Book where there were like three or four Short stories and they were just like wacky shit And they hired like Brian Posehn To write one or something you know just like Comedians Um so something tells me that one's real too. So I'm going to say Spider-Kid, the like Archie style one is fake. You
1: are correct again. You are five for five or four for four or whatever this went. So yeah, Baby Spider-Man is, so like Scotty Young is a, a, a comic book author or comic writer and mostly artists, more artists originally. And he was doing these variant covers that were just like, the baby covers
0: i remember was that in the last five years or so
1: uh yeah i think so like or or actually actually even farther before that
0: when i was going to comic book stores like somewhat regularly i remember seeing like baby covers
1: it was enough of a thing that there was a whole like mini series where it was all like a a baby avengers versus baby x-men and stuff like that um okay so now we've got spider women uh, Here we go. Spider-Woman, Spider-Man's spiritual successor who was on the Avengers team in the year 3000, originally created by Ultron. Or Spider-Woman, a clone of Peter Parker, but a woman who was originally created by Doc Ock. Or S- Spider-Woman, J- named Jessica Drew, who is entirely unrelated to Peter Parker and was originally created by Hydra. Which one's hmm. fake?
0: So... I think it's the Doc Ock Peter Parker clone. I think that's fake.
1: You are wrong.
0: Oh, damn it. <laughs> I finally got one. <laughs> Was it the Hydra one?
1: No, that one's real. Oh, so wow.
0: so the fact that those two had sort of similar Mad Lib style, you know, like this bad guy made a clone, you know made me think like well they can't both be true so it's one or the other
1: <laughs> that's why i threw those all in there to create a <laughs> buy a bag but yeah spider woman is from the old, the clone of that's a woman that was created by doc ock was from the ultimate universe so she was a old clone of ultimate peter parker so she exists in the same reality as miles morales oh uh, okay and then Spider Woman from the original universe is literally just like an entirely different character that just like used the spider name that was like sort of retroactively made to sort of exist within the same like sort of mythology of Spider Man, but she's not actually related to him at all. Okay, now we've got horror spider people. Ooh. So we've got here we go. We've got Spider's Man, who is a bunch of spiders in a Spider Man suit that think they're Peter Parker, or Vampire Spider Man who is Spider-Man who was turned into a vampire by Morbius and was unable to be cured or Spider-Man aka Patton Parnell and the spider bite turns him into an evil spider sp- the spider bite turns him into an evil evil spider monster who eats humans
0: okay i i have like an immediate thought again like i did a couple ago and i really really don't want this to be correct okay But my gut is telling me that the first one is fake, but I really, really don't want that to be true. I want there to be Spider's Man. So
1: you are wrong. That one is true.
0: Oh, that's fucking awesome.
1: The the lie there was vampire Spider-Man. That's not like a real thing. But yeah, Patton Parnell is like it was like an extra horror story where Peter Parker like eats people. But yeah, Spider's Man is sort of a throwaway joke where it's like a billion spiders inside of a Spider-Man suit and Uh they like create a body and you know, think like they're peter Parker. Around. yeah it's terrifying
0: <laughs> that's is it is it funny or is it like scary
1: it's i think it's a that funny joke
0: hilarious That's sounds I think, like two kids on each other's yeah. shoulders in a trench coat <laughs> i think
1: i think spiders man has never had enough time in a comic book for us to discover if it uh-huh. is funny or scary but it's a Got great it. joke all right last one this here we have, ghosts is the theme <laughs> we have ghost spider Gwen Stacy from an alternate dimension who wears a white costume and operates as the spider hero or ghost spider, Peter Parker, who is saved from hell by being given the powers of ghost rider or ghost spider, Peter Parker and former Spider-Man, but is now just an actual ghost.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say that one. That third one is
1: fake. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That what, what killed me, though, is that there's two different, like, so many of them have the same names, right? So, like, yeah. the thing, the issue they had with when they made Spider-Gwen is because they called her Spider-Woman. But then, like, there were other people named Spider-Woman. And so, in recent times, she's been called Ghost-Spider because of, like, huh. her white costume. White, yeah. But then there's also just a ghost spider that is a Spider-Man ghost rider. And I was like, guys, you can't have it all. Like, you got to decide. That
0: that name is particularly funny because it, like, sounds like Ghost Rider.
1: (laughs) It's too good. So, anyways, that was Two Truths and a Fake Spider-Man. And that's my game. Yay.
0: That was great. I can't believe how well I did.
1: I'm impressed. I, I was hoping that I'd trick you some more, but there's 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 just some really great random like background gag spider-mans like there's one that's a western spider-man and it's just like spider-man but with a cowboy hat and like a gun like he's just a cowboy spider-man it's just so silly (laughs) there's so many good ones okay you said you had a couple more pros that you wrote down right or cons
0: um yeah so one of them was that sort of i am your father reveal which i think was pretty good uh in terms of points for being star wars and, and a, a fair amount of expectation subversion as a general rule for this movie. Um, but the other pro that I thought of is, you know, Star Wars has the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And Into the Spider-Verse has Kingpin. It's true. <laughs> he is so hilarious looking.
1: <laughs> He's so big and just like yeah. giant and is not how any human is shaped.
0: No, right. Um, those, those are the other notes I had. Um, other just sort of general thoughts are how like human this movie is, which like that, that's something that Star Wars does have going for it in, in, in some instances, like in some Star Wars movies, the, the way they get away with so much kind of wacky techno babble sci-fi shit is that like Luke, he's just like a boy on a farm who wants to go on an adventure, you know, like, And, and, but Spider Verse does this much better. But, um, that is a, like, a fairly Star Wars y characteristic. Like, but despite the fact that there's, like, a walking carpet and, you know, spaceships that shoot lasers, like, these are people who you can, like, relate to. Um, he uh, f- free falls in the middle of a city at night, like in yeah. episode two.
1: <laughs> that section is so that good. That scene is just so good.
0: I know that like every video about the movie has talked about it because it's like written into the script, but the fact that it's shot upside down, it shows him like rising into the mantle of Spider-Man. Ugh, so genius.
1: Good. It's genius. The movie I-
0: is like... Uh- I'm having a hard time trying to think of a better movie.
1: That's, that's what I was thinking today when I finished of course, watching it.
0: Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. But that's just because of runtime.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not because of content. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I had that feeling after I watched the movie today where I was like, I was like, this might be one of my favorite movies. And actually, yeah. I was like, you know what? No, this is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, right. Because everything, I was remembering everything, and I was like, God, this is all just so good and fun and funny and, like, effective. And I was, I was like, yeah, probably the best Spider-Man movie. Definitely one of the best superhero movies. Maybe just one of the best movies. Yeah. Like, it's a very good movie. It's,
0: it's really crazy when every character gets to be funny and gets to be, like, dramatic and serious. Like, yeah. or, or, you know, like, touching. Like, everybody gets to be funny and you know, they get to be both of the masks of drama of theater
1: yeah you get like they like, they let fucking spider ham deliver the line about like you don't always get to save everybody yeah. and it like works and you're like yes. that's a talking cartoon pig and also like,
0: oh gosh spider-man they're... noir who ought to be like his shtick that is funny ought to be that he's always kind of like you know noir and serious and melodramatic but then he also like is enamored with a rubik's cube <laughs> Like it's everybody gets to be silly it is awesome
1: it's so f- I, the 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 cartoon stuff with spider Ham is so fun like the hammer space the stuff hammer. like when he gives him the like it'll, it'll fit, fit in your, your pocket, pocket. <laughs> it's so it's so good uh, and it's funny too when when i was like going through lists of like different spider people like one of them was like the strongest spider people in order and spider ham is like up there because he's a cartoon and can basically he have to
0: like obey physics <laughs> yeah he can
1: just pull stuff out from what it's like this guy can we don't know how how strong he is, also, my other favorite thing is like during their like his and penny parker's and spider man war's like little origins thing like they're like I was bitten by a radioactive spider, and like spider ham's origin is that he was a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. <laughs> And I don't know if you had if anybody, if you didn't rec if you didn't hear that, go that's back and funny. watch it again, because I think you even see noir and Penny look over at him. Uh-huh. Like, wait, what? Cause yeah. that's his origin is that he, he is a, he is not a pig with the proportionate abilities of a spider. He's a spider with the proportionate <laughs> abilities of a pig. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. Yeah. Those, those origin stories of those three um, and, and Gwen too. I, I only know this because of watching videos and reading about it later, but like, the, the Gwen origin where, you know, she says, like, I couldn't save my best friend Peter Parker. Part of that story, I guess, is also that um, in the in the clip you see of her origin story, she's, like, beating up a big killer alligator lizard, lizard guy. Yeah. And that is Peter Parker. I didn't yeah. know that without having, you know, researched it afterwards. But, like, even that's great. Like, they, which which I suppose is sort of Star wars they sort of just, like, throw shit at you and say, like, keep up. Mm-hmm. Like learn this stuff or don't, but yeah. like we're we're going.
1: <laughs> That's one of the things that why this movie works so well is because it does not really hold your hand. It's like right. you'll, you know it, you'll figure it out. Uh, so, uh, uh, a couple other random fun trivia. So like, uh, P- Penny Parker and SPDR, SP slash slash Dr. Uh-huh. were created for Into the Spider in, for Spider Verse original comic book. There were five little like edge of the Spider Verse entry th- stories, and they were all uh-huh. standalones and penny Parker and, and are inspired by like Mex and evangelion and stuff like that. But it was written right. by Gerard way lead singer of my Chemical oh, no, romance right. yeah. and writer of umbrella Academy. Cause yeah, he's like and, a comic. And,
0: uh, he's written other comics too. Hasn't yeah. He?
1: Umbrella Academy was the main one that he wrote. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other stuff as well. But like, so yeah, that one is just, that's just a character who was invented by Gerard way. So that's That's just, you know, one of the, uh, one of the other great cultural things that Gerard way has given us. Uh Um, I think that was the other, that was the only other thing I was like going to say is, is really, is fun, but yeah, it's just a great flick.
0: Of course there's a Stan Lee cameo. Of course. Um, I love that he buys a Spider-Man costume. I think it's adorable. It's great. And, and when, uh, and they're in the big crowd scene, like yes. in the street. And then who is it? Is it MJ? MJ? Yeah. yeah. Says like, we need you now or whatever. Like talking yeah. to everybody. And Miles is like, they need me. And that guy leans over and goes, I don't think they were talking about you personally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. The jokes in this movie are like far and away some of the funniest jokes in a like, well, in a movie period, you know, because like comedy movies... A lot of times don't have like jokey jokes anymore. Yeah, Um, and and they're just like hits, especially in a funny Aunt May is funny in this movie. Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) especially in a superhero movie, these jokes are really good.
0: Yeah, you're not Superman, you know.
1: Ooh, one of my favorite original
0: one.
1: (laughs) One of my favorite little like fandom things that developed as like a theory was that uh, Aunt May and uh, Olivia Octavius Doc Ock are like like dated at one point yeah, right. because whenever doc ock comes and like oh great it's live and earlier in the movie she's like my friends call me live and so people were like oh, do they know
0: each other? yeah like she already knows her and in the comics at some point didn't doc ock marry Aunt yes May with that was i actually IV web
1: <laughs> yes i actually went on like a like i think i commented somewhere on the internet at one point being like well this is actually sort of supported in the comic <laughs> books because doc ock has a soft spot for aunt may canonically in the comic books he uh did like insurance fraud to try to marry aunt may and almost did marry aunt may because she was gonna like it wasn't insurance fraud, but she was gonna like inherit some like a nuclear plant or something who even knows (laughs) but like then he actually developed a fondness for her and so like when he was superior spider-man in spider-man's body he was always like Actually, he was a dick to everybody, but he was like really nice to Aunt May because he was like, Ah, May, I what is what, that sweet soul? It so
0: was strange,
1: <laughs> such a weird thing. But I was like, Yeah, canonically, Doc Ock loves Aunt May, so like in this universe, who knows? They could yeah. have been friends at least. Oh, my
0: God, she's so great too. Katherine Hahn as, as oh. Doc Ock,
1: and it's such a fun uh reversal of expectations and there's that great bit yeah. when he's going through the plan. he's like oh step three examine my own personal biases <laughs> when he like thinks the doc the the yeah. scientist is going to be a guy yeah right it's it's just yeah the jokes are good the, that's gosh it is hard because this movie is so good it might be i don't know if it's like the best movie we've ever reviewed but it is it does so well at all the things it does that it's hard to compare it to star wars because like all i can think about is how good it is you know yeah
0: right like and there are certainly star wars movies that are great but like this movie doesn't miss ever like the pacing is right like there are moments that aren't just completely action-packed but they're full of character development and like you know man i am and
1: i am waiting for that sequel like yeah Gosh, I can't wait for the sequel, and I can't wait to see what weird stuff they're gonna do, because multiple reasons. Because at the end, they've got Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. who's voiced by Oscar, Oscar Isaac, which uh, is Star Wars <laughs> wild. And I'm like, man, if they get if they get like a a, a, a Spider-Man hub like with Spider-Man 2099, like sending people out, just. I just want it, and I don't even care if it's not as good. It's just yeah. going to be cool to see it all again because yeah,
0: they will definitely be fighting that kind of Incredibles thing where like okay, well, what could you possibly do that will top this movie? Just from the point of view of like 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 we said, how unique and groundbreaking the techniques yeah. were. You know, yeah. like if they do that again, that's awesome. But like, it won't be the first time. Which um, so so, I'm. I'm uh, I'm optimistic and hopeful because regardless, no matter what, if they do another movie, it will be great. Like, I will love yeah. to see it, which is also kind of Star Wars. Like, it's true. if they told me tomorrow there's going to be a new Star Wars movie in, like, five weeks, I'd be like, okay, well, that'll be the thing I kind of risk getting infected to go see <laughs> because, like, it's Star Wars. Like, I will go yeah. see this movie.
1: <laughs> you got to go see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. That is Star Wars in a way because, like, they really hit a home run – out the gate to begin with and even if it is diminishing returns like as it goes it's probably still going to be enjoyable and that's the thing about that's the thing about star wars movies is like even the ones i don't well i won't i won't say that because the ones i don't like i truly think aren't very enjoyable (laughs) but even though you know your mileage may vary and even the ones that aren't as good there are people do still go see them and they are fun in a way Mm -hmm. and people will find them enjoyable and like a lot of people are totally fine with the ones that I don't think are enjoyable and liked them anyway and had fun. And like, I think that's, that's what this, if they do make new, now we're getting to like hypothetical house. Stars. <laughs> it, like if there are sequels, Well, you
0: know, uh, another thing that just came to mind um, is uh, at least one of them was a writer, but they, they were both producers, Lord and Miller yeah on this movie which i bet disney is kicking themselves after seeing this movie for not keeping them on solo yeah because they can take something that shouldn't be a success and make it be a like 100 home run
1: <laughs> that is what's wild to me about solo too, is that when when they took them off of it because they had already had a proven track record of doing that right. with the lego movie
0: yeah and like last man on earth and i didn't see the 21 jump street movies but they did those too like they did movies that like shouldn't have been yeah. bothered to be done <laughs>
1: Yes, pretty much everything they've done is something that they've that has is something that shouldn't have been good that was either like very good or like really good or at least like pretty <laughs> good. And so uh-huh. it's like they already had a proven track record of doing that with those kind of projects. So the right. fact that they took them off solo is just like They that's the thing about that's the thing with Disney is the the Disney era era of Star Wars is they really just don't have an idea of what works and what doesn't right Right. because it is so hit or miss
0: and yeah your point about the Lego movie is also is right on because they also had to sort of tweak animation for that so that it would look more like Lego stop motion.
1: Yes, which also was really cool and a yeah. good movie.
0: Yeah, man, they give them give them a Star Wars movie, which I know that they literally did that, and they sort of took it away from them. But like, give or give them like um, a, a a mini series on Disney yes. Plus or something. Give them like a a, a series all about like like the cantina
1: <laughs> yes know? hey give them an animated star wars series on disney plus yeah, about the cantina like
0: we want we want like a a cheers style show at the moss Eisley cantina <laughs> yes
1: and i want i want a
0: slam dunk <laughs>
1: and i want uh the, the b arthur number from yes. the the holiday special <laughs> to be the uh theme the, song
0: sometimes you wanna go <laughs> um
1: yeah i gosh so like I, I think we've we've talked a lot about yeah. pros and cons and i don't know i think this movie is like too good to be very high I,
0: I agree i i have a sort of like number in my head which i'm not like super happy about just because it's sort of basic for us
1: <laughs> but... i do too i wonder what yours is like i i feel like because this is a movie and it's a hero's journey it ends up sort of in that area where it's like in the middle and it can go either way yeah and but I feel it's
0: like... got it's got some sci-fi and it's got some sort yep. of family ties, you know, like uh, both for the the good and the bad. And it's got like a team of unlikely friends and wacky, colorful characters, and mm-hmm. um, the sort of chosen one. But you have to do something about it, kind of thing. Like it's got a lot of the the story themes. Let alone having some of the sort of technical uh, brown breakingness. So I, I think it does uh, move the needle a little bit for me in terms of just being a movie, you know, like it's definitely above like the midpoint for sure. I think it's maybe higher than that.
1: Well, what is your unit of measure then?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um, have you seen the, um, (laughs) the Letterman performance of freaks like me need company from Spider-Man turn off the dark.
1: (laughs) no but i did see the actual performance of that on when i went to see spider-man turn off the dark in real life
0: wait you saw it (laughs) like in new york
1: yeah no way (laughs) so the first time i went to new york was oh i think it was 2013 it's the first i've never been and so uh, i went with my college theater program like it was our our trip they did every year (laughs) And so I was in New York for like eight or nine days. And my goal was like I was like, I brought a bunch of money and not like a bunch, but I bought I brought like I was like, I'm going to see a show every time I can see a show. So like mm-hmm. any mat like I literally saw I think like ten or eleven shows in yeah. like nine days. Yeah. Eight or nine days, because I just like doubled up. Day, yeah. If there was rush, a matinee, matinee
0: yeah. <laughs> I'd
1: go. And so I saw some really great stuff, but then I also it was also Spider Man Trump the Dark was still there. And I was like I know this sucks, but, like, as a Spider-Man fan, I have to see this. And
0: a musical theater fan. I mean, like, yeah. you were the right person.
1: <laughs> I was the right person, and I was also the right person because I, like, I had defended former bad Spider-Man movies, and, like, I was, like, you know, I will like most things. This was also a little before my taste started being, like, if it's mm-hmm. bad, I'm not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um but
0: plus you are a huge the edge stand.
1: Oh, love the edge. <laughs> love Bono could take him or leave him, but the Edge fucking uh-huh. love that guy. Yeah. But so yeah, I went to see it and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like some of the port like it was weird because like you would think like, okay, well the script is bad, the songs are bad, but maybe some of the acting and performances will like be good. Uh-huh. But like the acting and performances weren't even good. Like <laughs> none of it was good and i mean
0: well it's because they were on their like seventh or eighth actor at that point because they all kept getting like broken arms well the
1: thing is i think i actually did see reeve carney as spider-man oh, okay. if i remember correctly but like, it was a newer mary jane and she sucked and like yeah the the green goblins looked like the villains looked like power ranger things totally
0: absolutely it, they it was so, so goofy
1: there was no Honestly, I think that the original Julie Taymor version might have been better because it might have been at least like a consistent artistic vision. Uh-huh. But then there was like the the weird like hodgepodge they had was like there was parts of her old thing still there that made no sense.
0: Have you listened to the You talking You Too To Me episode where they do...
1: No! Turn off the oh, I gotta oh, listen to that. They talk about it
0: because they talk about the original book and how like completely bastardized it got. <laughs>
1: I would, I got to listen to that because yeah, yeah the original it's, book, it's
0: great. You'll especially love it since you've seen it.
1: Yeah. I'm sure the original book gets nowhere close, but like the parts, the parts that were left of the original book were still fucking bonkers. <laughs> but I was like, if the whole thing was that it would almost make more sense. Cause it would be like a consistent experience yeah like there's like an arachnid like an arachne goddess in the show right who is very instrumental in the original one but in the in the redone one had nothing to do with anything and then she just would like sh- show up in the middle like what are you doing here you have nothing to do with the action but anyway your unit of measure has something to do with that performance
0: yeah hang on i'm, I'm trying to find the exact line of dialogue. <laughs> uh Okay, I don't know what we last said, but I had to take a to break. I had to take a break to get my exact quote line of dialogue for my unit of measure. My unit of measure is ridiculously over the top supervillains. <laughs>
1: That's great. There is, which is from the freaks like me.
0: Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Yeah
1: that there is a fun like i do like this sort of fun like ad hoc sinister 6 that's in this movie with like the kingpin tombstone doc Ock, the prowler uh scorpion and i that's only five people there might be another one that i'm forgetting but it's a fun little weird team also it's just wild that like gosh going back to the little the first thing we talked about it's just wild that in this movie they're like this guy he's a he's a scorpion and uh, he's gonna speak spanish some and then this guy he's like albino and he's like tombstone and then like like we are they're just giving us so many wild comic booky things right that they're like we assume you understand what supervillains are right you do great we're not going (laughs) to explain anything else than that they just i love
0: that little thing they did too with the sort of comic book convention of like the brackets on either side that says like translated, yeah, translated from spanish, from spanish. <laughs> yeah it's so good uh, but yeah okay ridiculously over the top supervillains is my
1: okay unit of measure. so mine is my unit of measurement is going to be my unit of measurement is going to be uh 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 let me see my i think mine is just gonna be spider people because it's the same number as what I'm thinking. So I'm just going to, it's boring, but I think that's what it's going to be. Um, but I'm going to give it a six because you've got Peter B. Parker, uh, Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, Penny Parker, Spider-Man War, and Spider-Ham. Mm. I'm getting it as six. Uh,
0: that's close to what mine is. Mine is, why settle for one ridiculously over-the-top supervillain when you can have seven? <laughs> Which is, of course, the Goblin and the Sinister Six. Which is weird. Live at the Ed Sullivan Theater.
1: <laughs> Absurd. Absurd.
0: I just sent you the link in the chat, by the way. I'm very excited I, I, to I, watch Obviously, this. you were fortunate enough to see the, the show on Broadway, but um, the, in, in the YouTube video I sent you, uh it's at the letterman show so they they like make an entrance <laughs> it's so weird he and and that costume is made for the stage just yeah. like a uh, former guest of the show luke null talked about uh acting mm-hmm. on camera versus acting on the stage if there is a camera on you you look silly
1: <laughs> and yes. this costume
0: looks really silly
1: it's 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 truly, it's you know, I wouldn't say it was a fortunate experience to see it on Broadway because it was truly very yeah. bad. He he, but, truly
0: to to your point about uh uh Power Rangers, he looks like a green version of Ivan Ooze.
1: Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> the The other thing that's wild is I'm pretty sure that guy is Hades in Hades Town right now. Uh, or like I guess not right now because nothing's on Broadway but uh, one of the guy, I know that at least one of the guys that played Green Goblin it might have been the original guy that played Green Goblin is Hades in Hadestown
0: that's wild
1: so fantastic that he went from like this just like universally poorly reviewed and derided musical <laughs> to like one of the best of like the newer like new you know last like 10 years whatever it's great but anyway, I'm seeing
0: here on YouTube also that there is a two hour and ten minute long Spider Man turn off the dark just recording from
1: Broadway. <laughs> Ooh, careful, once you get into the world of like a uh, bootlegged Broadway musical, uh-huh, it's no hard to look back, back yeah. baby. <laughs> but we should probably wrap up. Definitely. Uh, so if you want us on the internet, if you do, you can find us at House Star Wars It on Twitter and Instagram. And our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. hmm send uh, us an email. Why send us you? email what
0: did you think of the episode what do you want to hear us talk about in the future and hey you can email us that you gave us a five star review on iTunes and we'll be really happy to see that yeah <laughs> or Apple podcast or whatever the hell
1: tell uh, a friend about the show if you have friends who like weird nerd shit or if you have friends that like chili
0: or if you have friends who like our show tell them to yeah, if, you, to if you have friends that like our show
1: tell them to listen to our show yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a new one that i say every time yeah. i think
0: yeah that's replacing uh, tigger
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> unfortunately you can um, find me at the josiah man on twitter and instagram mm-hmm. i also have a website josiahrobinson.biz i've got an audiobook coming out soon that i think i can promote but i'll guys i'll tell you guys the name once i know if i can promote it or not yeah um what about you uh, mike
0: i have a twitter and an instagram mike gospel and word gospel 09 respectively word gospel at 9 is also my youtube um at least one of those accounts probably will link you toward my toys rule follower toys uh on instagram and there's like a a store envy Website for that stuff, but um, I don't have anything like for sale proper yet. <laughs> uh, I may by this point. This is what, like mid July? Or... Yeah,
1: second week of July? Yeah. Uh, Ish.
0: That's all for that's me. It.
1: I think that's everything. So it's about time for Teddy Bye Bye. Yeah, I would certainly say so. <laughs> and like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And may the, may the fourth be with, be with you. you. Bye.
0: Hi.